Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. afternoon everyone welcome to burley and the fan yes sir Woo-hoo. so what'd you think of the game tonight oh what man. did you think about tom brady tom man, oh, brady. man you see it right here i wore this shirt believe in <laughs> brady that was uh that was the thing tonight listen i mean damn damn I- the Cowboys, the Cowboys, before we start talking about the Bucks, and I banter on and on about how they're going to win the Super Bowl and go 17-0 and all this crap. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, with Dak Prescott in his first game back mm-hmm. in almost a year, they played really well. I mean, let's be honest. They shouldn't have been in the ball game there at the end. Chris Godwin fumbled the ball at the one-yard line. Had he get in the end zone, it's a two-score game, and Dallas is fighting for their lives. But give Dallas credit because they got everything that was handed to them, and they – and they, I mean, they, they did well with it. And there's really nothing to say about the Dallas Cowboys other than they played the Super Bowl – reigning Super Bowl champs all the way down to the wire, literally, and they ended up losing the ball game. But, I mean – I'm confident in them winning their division. It's a, it was, it, it was a great game. I loved seeing Dak Prescott get a, he threw for 400 yards. Yeah. Uh, both quarterbacks threw for 400 yards in this game. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. He, he, he was, he was accurate. He ran at least once. I, I don't remember if he ran twice. I think he ran twice uh, in the game. Didn't look gimpy. I was I was extremely happy with it. I think my biggest disappointment was Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with Zeke. Uh, he only had 33 yards for the entire game. And that's including two yards for two receptions. 
I mean, yeah, it's Zeke, Zeke Elliott. This, you go back to the contract. They paid him before they paid Dak. I mean, it is it is what it is. And now they're, they're dealing with it kind of like a Rams situation with Todd Gurley. Hopefully not like a Cleveland situation with Nick Chubb. Um, but, again, yeah, the, that's really the only flaw that I saw in the Cowboys, minus the penalties. But, I mean, with week one and Dak Prescott coming back, this is really his, his first – full season with week one and a full preseason under his belt and didn't even didn't even play in the preseason but with the mindset of a preseason with no COVID this is really the first week one that him and McCarthy are together so the the penalties I mean those are a given but ultimately I mean I think I think Dak and the Cowboys their one goal tonight should have been let's not get embarrassed. Let's not get rolled on national television. And they they played. I mean, even if Godwin gets into the end zone, Dallas could cut that into a one-score game, and then you're looking at it going, all right, well, I mean, they played good. But, I mean, they had the lead all the way up to a minute and 30 seconds left to go in the game. Tom Brady does Tom Brady. So it's it's the fact that they were in that game all the way to the end uh, yeah. that, that really, really – solidified the fact that that the cowboys the cowboys in the nfc are going to be a team to 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 really be worried about uh amari cooper was incredible tonight uh i only i only say that he was incredible tonight because i'm playing your brother in our league and he got me 40 points so wow I was extremely impressed wow. with Amari Cooper. Uh, I, I who, has, who, who has what? Rob Gronkowski in that league? Guy had like nine catches for 90 yards and like two touchdowns or something crazy like that. Uh, man, I thought you had him. I, I might, I may, I may, <laughs> I'm in so, dude, I am in so many damn leagues. It's not even funny. I I'm originally in one. I've been in one the last seven years. Um, last year I started a second league. So I had those two leagues, and now it seemed like about a week before the season started, I somehow, someway found myself in two to three more leagues. So I'm trying to keep up, but I may have Rob Gronkowski in that league. I hope I do. Well, so all the listeners realize the fantasy football league that we have this year is just with the on-air talent that we have. But next year, we're going to open that league up to 16 other teams to play against the CFS, CSF uh, on-air talent. And we'll see if there are people out there that are better than us. Could be. <laughs> we'll Could see be. what happens. Have you, have, you, have you seen my dad's teams? Have you seen any of my dad's teams lately? I... I I saw the team that he built for this and I, I thankfully sat back and I said, you know, I I'm at least not going to come in last. The guy hasn't won a fantasy football league since 2007. <laughs> and, 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 and you know who told him to draft his number one pick? Who? I did. Me. <laughs> hmm. So uh, how about on the box side? Any standouts over there? I mean, Anyone? again, Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things there at the end of the game. The one thing that really stood, stood out to me is, and I asked myself this in the Super Bowl, 
is there any chance Tom Brady's possibly getting better? Because, I mean, he really does look good. I mean, he really looks, like, damn good. And he's releasing the ball a split second faster than he does in on average in his career. I think if you look at last year with uh, players like Phillip Rivers and uh, Drew Brees, uh, they were not able to throw, you know, 20 yards. Tom Brady's out there throwing 50-yard bombs. I mean, yeah. I was like, this this kid looks like he's he's in his 30s. Yeah, this kid, this 44-year-old dude that's chucking Hail Marys to go into the halftime at, at 50 yards down the field. I couldn't believe it. You know, this, this guy that's only eight years younger than me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Now, I, here's here was my standout for the Bucs. Uh, Vita Vea. I, big fat boy, but that guy basically walked through the offensive line of, of the Dallas Cowboys every time he was the one that got his hands on Dak Prescott every time, just that the kids really, really good. He's young. He he's only going to get better. He's scary to be sitting in the middle of of that defensive line. I mean, yeah, you have a loaded uh, reigning Super Bowl defense that brought all 11 starters back. Uh, One was missing tonight um, due to injury. But I mean, listen, that front seven is what the it's a it's a force to be reckoned with. That front seven is definitely going to be a problem. And Vita Bay is right there in the middle of it. And he was ranked. Wasn't he ranked when we did the top 100? He was ranked like highest out of all the defense. I, I actually, I actually sent a stink bug a text partway through the game saying, "I take back everything that I said about Vita Vea." And <laughs> when we just wait, the, he, just wait till he scores an offensive touchdown this year. He's oh, oh, it's gonna happen. Kid. That kid's that kid's gonna be tough, and uh, I'm I'm seriously looking forward to to seeing what he does, uh, what he does for for the Bucks. I I mean they were they were lucky to get him, uh, but hey, so now that that kind of that kind of changes changes my predictions for the NFC. How? I think Dallas is going to be tougher than... What? Uh, Where are you going? I, I, I think they're only going to get better. Well, yeah, I think so, too. Wait, I drop my memory. You had Dallas winning the NFC East, correct? I did not. Washington. Okay, so that's that's I yeah, I was gonna say how what what else could you change, but go ahead. Um yeah, actually I don't remember if I did or not. I I, I know that when we did our picks, 
I had Washington slated to win that. I don't remember what I said on on Sunday when we or last week Monday when we did the show. Um, but I think Dallas is going to go deeper into. I think Dallas is going to go deeper. Uh, I, I let's see their division. We're dealing with Washington, New York, Philadelphia. I honestly think that the Cowboys are, are going to take that division now. And I think they're going to take it by a couple games. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still leery of the NFC. The NFC West is, is such a fiasco right now. It's, it's so stacked. You got three teams that I'm worried about in that, in that division. You got San Francisco, which we don't know what's going to happen yet. You've got Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are going to be tough. Cardinals are going to be tough this year, no matter what Bob says. Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams are going to be good, but I don't think that they're going to be good enough to go all the way. Seattle Seahawks are going to be tough, but they don't have it. It's going to be a fight between Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco, but out of those two teams, I don't think that those two teams can beat Dallas Cowboys if they keep on the track that they're on right now. Now, sadly, I will say this. Something is wrong with Zeke. Something is wrong with Zeke. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's physical, but there is something going on. There is no way that that kid should have 33 yards in a game. No, not at all. I don't care who's out on the O-line. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, they gave him the ball enough times. They gave him the football enough times. He didn't really do anything, um, but yeah, I mean, other than Zeke, I thought I thought the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys were were pretty decent as far as it as it goes to the West. Can they compete with teams in the West? I mean, I think they beat Seattle. I think that the Rams would give them a good game because of the defense, but I, I'm not as high on the Rams as, as most people think. I actually think that the Rams and the Seahawks are are going to be at the bottom of that division, uh, but the NFC as a whole is not great. So the Rams or the Seahawks could play themselves into a playoff scenario where they would meet Dallas. And I would probably say the 49ers beat Dallas. But other than that, Dallas would probably have their way with any other team out there in the West. Well, let's see here. Uh, Dallas, Dallas is scheduled this year. Uh, They had Tampa today. They go to L.A next week play the chargers yeah i think that's going to be a loss for them eagles win carolina panthers win new york giants win new england patriots that one's going to be that that's a 50 50 we haven't even seen mac jones play yet um but I, i would actually give that win to to dallas minnesota vikings we saw that Dallas has a little bit of a problem today with the rush. So Delvin cook is going to be, that's going to be the key to, to whether they win it. That'll, 
most likely be a loss. Denver Broncos, a win. Atlanta, a win. Kansas City, probably a loss. Do I think they can beat the Raiders? I think everyone can beat the Raiders. They just need to put their head oh, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The back end of the schedule for the Cowboys is where it gets good. You know, then we hit New Orleans Saints. Not really worried about that. Washington football team. This is where it gets a little bit dicey. I think they'll end up splitting that. New York Giants again. I'm not sold on the Giants the way they are. No, I'm not either. So Arizona Cardinals, that's going to be a loss, I do believe. Back to Philly. Philadelphia is never going to be good again. Never. Uh, I, I just, I've lost all faith in Philly, but I mean, you, you look at that. That's only about five losses. I think that's where Cleveland's going to be five losses and still they're going to make it into the playoffs. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think they'll end up winning their division. Yeah. And Dallas then, is definitely a playoff team. Um, if they don't win the division, they're a wild card team. But that that's just that just speaks on the strength of the NFC, which I just don't see. I mean, I see three teams that could legitimately go to the Super Bowl. And honestly, I'm I'm being generous. I, I don't see how Tampa Bay doesn't reign and go back to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But other than Tampa Bay, um, Green Bay and then the 49ers, if they can figure out their quarterback room and have consistent play, those are the only three teams that I would see. And then Dallas is sitting there fourth, an outside chance to to make some noise. I mean, I mean, they need a little bit of help on the defensive front. The the O line needs to get healthy. Zeke, they need to find Zeke. But I mean, yeah, pretty good spot for them in the NFC. And then once you get to the playoffs, I mean, we know anything can happen. All right. Was there anything that surprised you tonight? I mean, no, not 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 even t- not even the way that the game ended and, and, and how the Bucks were losing. I said, I literally said to myself when I saw a buck thirty on the clock, I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna have a little dramatic ending. That's fine. The Bucks are gonna go down there. They're gonna kick a field goal. They're gonna win the game." When Tom Brady on first down at the eighteen yard line was taking the snap and throwing it out of bounds, I said, "What?" Is- I said, okay, he didn't know, he didn't, he didn't see anything. Good move. You got to save time. But on second down, when he went back and immediately tossed the ball out of bounds, I said, oh, okay, this is wrapped up. Tom Brady knows that they're going to give the ball to Ryan Suckup, and he's going to make a game-winning kick. It was a 35-yard beauty, and Tampa Bay comes out on top. I mean, I feel bad for the, the people who hammered the uh, Bucks to win by 10 points or more, but, I mean, hey, it's the NFL – and they, I mean, they're all professionals. So let's be honest with ourselves. We got a very, very great game tonight. Very excited about this season. Very excited about this weekend. Gonna, we we got a lot to do this weekend. There is. This is a huge, huge weekend. And uh, it all starts tomorrow. And it all starts tomorrow. Uh, but before we get into that, let's let's finish out the football. Uh, let's go to Sunday, September 12th. First game. Ooh, first game, Arizona versus Tennessee. Uh, according to, according to, uh, 
bet online. Let's see. They're uh, Tennessee's being favored at 155 on the money line. What's, yeah, I mean, that's what's probably a good you? spot for them. Yeah, I have the minus 150 on the money line, Arizona plus 130, and then the Titans at minus two and a half on the spread. Cardinals opposite of that at plus two and a half, which I think is fitting. I mean, you got two teams that I think are on the upside. One of the teams trended a little bit better than the other last year, that being the Titans. So that's why you're getting uh, a, a minor um, – they're, they're being favored – just, just, just slightly, just by a field goal. Um, they're the home team, so I think the Titans are actually in a good spot here, and I think that everything lines up perfectly. I think, okay, I think Tennessee's a really good team. I think Arizona actually is going. To, I, I would take the points with with Arizona. Uh, really, I, I think they've got a stronger. Uh, stronger offense defense is the problem because you've got, you've got a very big running back over on the other side who just plows through crap. Uh, but I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in Arizona's quarterback. Um, I, I think, I think Arizona is going to end up, uh, what was the point spread on that? That was, uh, plus I think two was and a half plus two and a half. I mean, um, but essentially, you're essentially you're saying they're going to win the game, but you're just giving yourself two and a half point cushion. Right. Yeah, I think Arizona is going to end up pulling this game off, and it's going to be a, at least seven points. Um. So, uh, yeah. The way I, I see it, the way I see it would be, I probably wouldn't go aside on this one, but if I were to. I would probably lean Tennessee just because of the home opener. Uh, but I do see what you're saying. I think Cardinals do have the best. Uh, I think they have the better coach and quarterback. So it's very uh, not like me to go off track and, and roll against that. Cause that's my bread and butter. You have the bet. You have the better coach. You have the better quarterback. You're more than likely going to win the game. Um, and that's it. If you look at the super bowls and over the last, how it, just look at the super bowl list. I mean, coach mm-hmm. quarterback it always lines up. So nine times out of 10, sometimes you get the Joe Flacco's and whatnot, but, but, but um, yeah, I think it's a really good spot. I don't know. I mean, the over under, I don't know what you see, but I see an over under total at 52 and a half points. That is a total that I have already told myself to not even look at, to stay away from because the way I see this game, Arizona is going to want to play fast. Arizona is going to want to put up points and they're going to want to outscore Tennessee because Tennessee is going to, be a ground game. So it's going to right. be harder for Tennessee to come back in ball games and keep up with a high powered offense. But I don't know in week one, how of a well oil machine it's going to be. So I would stay off a total in general. I'm going to stay off the game, but I would lean Tennessee to win the game by X amount of points. I'm not yeah. sure. It's just win the game. Yeah. F- f- according to bet online, it's 52.5. I, uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of points for for. I I don't know what Arizona is gonna do yet, but even with that, Tennessee's not not a big scoring team. Uh, 
I uh, fifty. I would definitely stay under on that. What about a? Uh, what about Jacksonville and Houston? How you feeling about this? Now, here's another one that that is really really tight. I mean, uh, I've got certain certain places giving uh, on the money line. Well, they they're they're giving it to Jacksonville with uh with 171 yeah i'm I'm seeing minus 165 which is absolutely a crime that is a crime when you're talking about a team who was atrocious last year had the number one they had the worst record in football last year they have the number one draft pick and they come out in the first week with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback at minus 165 yeah I'm, are you kidding mm-hmm. there's no way i would touch this game but i would honestly lean taking the points with texas or, or the, the houston texans to be honest with you i mean you just i can't wrap my head around uh, a, it, a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback being favored by three and a half points in 165 on the money line. Yeah, yeah. they're okay. Uh, I have three and 2.5 that they are giving them. Uh, your Yours is 3.5? 3.5. That's what I see. How? I, well, I guess you would have to sit back and actually think about this, though. Houston's kind of in turmoil. I mean, but 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 they're also throwing Tyrod Taylor, a seasoned veteran quarterback. He might not be the best, but he. We're also only asking him to go out and get the job done against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tyrod really didn't do a lot for us, if you remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. Trust me. But I think that. I mean, they. I mean, I think that they have, I think they have enough to beat the Jags. It might be their only win of the season, but it might, you know what? This honestly, this game right here may be for the number one draft spot. Good point. Very good. I point. mean, this may be for the number one draft spot. There, there's, there's really only one other team that I could think of is, and that's the Jets that could be yeah, worse. But I think with the Jets, you know, the, the head coach from San Francisco and Zach Wilson, potentially, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. Very bad, but not the worst. I think these two teams are the worst teams in the league. So we're in agreement that we wouldn't touch this game with the 10 foot no. pole. No. Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Uh, I wouldn't touch at, this game if it promised to strike gold. Atlanta is favored. 177 negative 177 and uh the spread's gonna be low as well what is it 3.5 yeah i see Um, 3.5 as well i i uh there's there's several teams in the nfl that i never in my life since i was 20 years old would ever put money on and philadelphia is one of one of them Really, Atlanta's one for me. That's it. Atlanta when I was growing up, Jerry Glanville as 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 a coach. Oh, oh, they were they were a powerhouse. We haven't seen that since what the nineties. Yeah, um, Philadelphia. 
Atlanta, and I never, ever, ever put money on the Jets. No, I mean, I, don't, I can't blame you there. I don't know why anybody would. <laughs> I can't I can't think I can't imagine a scenario on a Sunday morning where I wake up and I'm looking at everything and I say, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets today. That's a- <laughs> um, OK, well, let, let's slide into the next game. Pittsburgh. Versus- well, wait, 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 wait. You didn't get oh. my pick. Oh, that's true. What do you, think? you think I was just taking Atlanta? Well, actually I- not. Are you I'm taking Philly? Go, I'm actually going to take Philly here. I'm actually going to. I'm actually going to take Philly here. You can give me the. Give me the underdog. Smells a little fishy to me. I don't know. Julio Jones goes out of Atlanta. Matt Ryan on his last it's, legs. I mean, they get. They do get Kyle Pitts, but I mean, minus one seventy-five on the money line. You got to be kidding me. Uh, I would take the points again with the Eagles. I would take the points again. Okay, 177, 175. I would yeah, take the I, points. And I'm not I touching think it's that a better game. Points bet. You don't have to. I will. I will. Uh, I'll do it for you. I will do it for you. And I will be a victor. And you will be a victor because I'm a victor because you didn't touch the game. Uh, so shout out to you. So, so, so you would take Philadelphia on the money line. Sure would. No, no, I would take the points. I would take the points. Cause I think, I mean, I, I think they win the game, but I think they keep it extremely close to at least not lose by three points or more. Oh, I, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't touch that game. Nothing, nothing. What about Pittsburgh and Buffalo? Uh, 6.5 in favor of Buffalo along with what, let me bring up the money line here. I think it's somewhere uh, along the lines at like 220. Actually, it's up to 275 now, negative 275 for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, uh, the points, though, I mean, that point spread, you're talking about you're talking about almost a touchdown. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's two field goals there. Yeah, which is awfully I, I, tempting. I would. Um, here's the thing on this game. I actually think the Pittsburgh Steelers might win this one. I think the Steelers actually might upset the bills here I, I have the bills trending down in the win column this year not mean not meaning that they're a bad team they won a lot of games last year i don't think they win that many um i think the steelers this is a bad spot to open up against the pittsburgh steelers you got mike tomlin and big ben they are on a mission they they're not happy about the way last year ended that's still a, a foul taste in their mouths and i think buffalo is going to get a, a little taste of that he they're going to they're going to feel um, what Pittsburgh wanted to do to Cleveland last year in the playoffs. And I think it's just a bad spot. Listen, this is Big Ben's uh, healthiest game. This is going to be the healthiest Big Ben is all season long, the healthiest the O-line is, the healthiest the defense is. You can give me the Steelers. Um, I would take the money line. I, I wouldn't 
I mean, I don't, I'm not saying the points isn't a bad, a bad one, but the money line is very good um, plus money odds for the Steelers to outright win that game. Um, it would be very unfortunate to take the points and risk about the same that you want to win and have the Steelers get blown out against the Bills, which they should. But I just think a very good opportunity for the Steelers to get their first win. And let's not forget, they started 11-0 last year. So they, they, did, they did play very, uh, very good in the beginning of the season, even though they were playing a bunch of, you know, JV teams. Now, I'm going to have to say <laughs> I'm going – a different way. I, I would actually take Pittsburgh with the points, but I expect Buffalo to win this game. See, that is, that is, uh, that's hard to do. It's, that's hard to do. I am, I am a very big Josh Allen fan. They're given 6.5 points. I think that, that, even with Big Ben being in the mindset of kicking everyone's butt this year and all that stuff, I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback. I think that the team is is better, but I don't think that they're going to beat them by a touchdown. I think this is going to be a brutal game all the way down to the wire, and they win by a touchdown, which is why I'd go with the points. Money line would be great if I thought Pittsburgh was going to win because you're going to make more money, but going with the points, man. Sometimes on those money lines, I'll do to like to win. So I like to do that. So if I were to take the Steelers, I wouldn't risk the same amount. I would do it to win that amount. So you, you risk like, you know, less or more than half that or less right. than half that. So that's why I would go that route because I think – I mean, I think if Buffalo wins the game, I think they do it convincingly. But I think if Pittsburgh is in there in the third, fourth quarter, hanging around, I mean, you could just give – take. I'll just take the chance uh, at a, a very good odds to just win the ball game. Mm. But, yeah, if it were – if you were to tell me to, you know, well, you, this is what you're risking, you know, say, say if it was a one-unit play and you, you had it, I wouldn't put a unit. I would do it to win a unit. But if you told me to put a unit, then I would take the points. But that's not how I would do it. Uh, over under is 48. I was leaning under when that first came out. It's been, it's been bet down all the way to it, – it, okay, it started at 51, and it got bet down to 48. I'm going to lay off. I was leaning on that under, but now that it keeps going down and down and down, I mean, 48 is, I mean, it's not far from 51. So the thought process shouldn't change much, but I'm going to lay off that. Cause I could definitely see that actually turning into a shootout, even though I expect a low scoring game. All right. Minnesota, Cincinnati, Minnesota at Cincinnati. Talk to me. This that we're talking about Joe Burrow, first time back. I mean, this is the game. I I think this is the blowout of the weekend. I mean, I think this is the absolute blowout beatdown of the weekend. You could take you could you could take the Vikings minus three and, and pay a little better price, or if you really want, you could take the minus one fifty five and put, pay a 
a more expensive ticket, not too expensive, but I mean, minus three to go on the road and beat the the Bengals. Again, the Bengals are going to be in the same situation that the Dallas Cowboys were in tonight with their quarterback coming back after being gone for the entire season. I just, I mean, come on. I, how did the Vikings not win this game by a field goal? I, I, I love Joe Burrow. Uh, watched him play it at one of my favorite colleges, LSU. Fabulous, fabulous quarterback. It's his first game back. His confidence level is not going to be up there yet. He's scared to death of getting hurt again. So I, I don't know. Plus, plus Minnesota's got a running game now. That's what do they ever? The, yeah, and in a pass game, and their passing and, game's better than Cincinnati's. You know they yeah. they they have a mediocre quarterback, but that that's okay when you've actually got a running game in there. So I, I think Minnesota's going to pull this off. Uh, quite easily uh what was the over under on that the over under on the game uh 47 47. i would lay off probably an over but i nothing for me Mm. yeah i generally with me if it's under 49 i try to avoid it because i get nervous about I mean, you're just, you're threading stuff unless you yeah. know that it's two good teams with really strong defenses, then I'll jump on that. But anyways, uh, so we're both in agreement. Minnesota is going to just peel that. Yeah, off. They, yeah. I'm actually right now I'm looking to see what an alternate uh, spread would be to see if, I mean, what Vikings minus 10 should be, you know, plus money. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm something I'd be looking into because I, I think this is the blowout of the weekend. Okay. San Francisco, Detroit, San Francisco, three set negative three seventy five. Yeah. Ne- yeah. Re- do we not have any faith in Detroit and no, I, I do. I do. I mean, but I have to. I have to. I just saw what Cleveland did with bringing in Stefanski and Baker and redoing everything. I mean, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. But this could also be another blowout of the weekend. The Niners could definitely go into Detroit and absolutely roll them. I don't see how Detroit gets any – I don't see how Detroit gets much better swapping Matt Stafford with Jared Goff. I mean, I just don't. I love the new head coach over there. I mean, I think he's, I think he's, he's great, but we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, you, you could be a personality in the locker room, but how you coach on the field, how you get your team to play for you, that's what matters. The first game for him though. I mean, I wouldn't run to the window and, and, and hammer the, the Niners by eight or, and I definitely wouldn't pay the minus minus one ninety five. No way. No way. It's just too, it's um, way too much. Yeah. Uh, so you're figuring San, Fr- San Francisco is going to pull this off. They're given, I mean, they're given Detroit nine points. Yeah, I would say that San Francisco 
pulls it off and blows them out. But I'm not. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it. There's too many. There's too much. There's too much more that I like to to go off on this game and and pick on Detroit. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Seattle versus Indianapolis. I mean, not a very popular decision, but give me the give me the Colts at home. I don't think yeah. that. I don't think that. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be very good this year. They're they're actually slating Seattle to win. Um, what's the money line on this one? Um, Seattle's money line is negative one sixty five. Yeah, I'm getting minus one fifty five. I would probably take the Colts points. I I think I mean, I'm a, the value of the money line is not not too too high. It's plus one thirty five, but yeah, I would probably roll with the plus three points on the Colts there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I I don't think that Seattle. I don't think Seattle's got a good team this year. Uh, I don't either. I, I they haven't had they haven't had a good team in a couple years actually. Well, really. Really, it was when Sherman left that they really fell apart. The whole um, defense split up, yeah. So, so yeah, lost I, Marshawn Lynch. I, that was a huge thing. What's the over under on this baby? Uh, Forty nine. Nah, nothing intriguing. Over unders are very uh, difficult to to gauge in the first week of the season. Really, the first couple, in my opinion. Um, don't really see any that I love. Yeah. You know, uh, especially when you're in the first week or first couple of weeks, it, it takes you three weeks to finally figure out what, what a team is trending. Like this is why I hate fantasy football in the first three weeks. L a uh, yeah. chargers at Washington. They are giving, Hang on here. They are giving Washington negative. Uh, they are giving Washington one point. I got minus one for Washington. You're getting plus one. No, that's minus one. Okay, what was the yeah, money line? So I, the money line is is minus one hundred two and minus one eighteen. Yeah, it's almost a pick 'em. It's a very, very even game. Um, and it doesn't shock me because when I looked at these games without the money lines and spreads, I like to do that. I like to see if I can try to predict what the money line and spread would be to see if I'm on the right track. Um, I looked at this game and I said, this is definitely the hardest game to choose on the whole entire Sunday afternoon. And the money line adds up just so. It's the only game that's close to a pickup, which would be, you know, an e it's pretty much even both ways. Nothing even right. comes close to this other than like the Vikings Bengals game, which is fishy. Yeah. I, this is a very, uh, this is a very interesting matchup. Um, it's two teams that, that we really don't know what they are yet. Uh, but you know, Washington's dealing with a new, with a, well, with a coach that has not coached a full year there yet. Uh, what was it last year? He was dealing with, uh, 
cancer in the first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and the chargers just picked up some really beefy players. I don't know. I, here's another one that I would kind of stay away from because I'm not into the, this is a guess game. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the money line says it all to pick them. I mean, yeah, the, I, I, I initially thought Washington, I thought maybe it was the sophomore quarterback, Justin Herbert week one against probably one of the best defenses he's going to face this year to upset spot for a good football team. That's going to be in the West uh, in the AFC. But the more and more that I think about it, I don't know. I, I don't know that Washington's offense is going to be able to keep up with LA's offense. I would probably, this is the one over under that I do like actually. And I like the over to be honest with you. Even though you got a, a good defense in Los Angeles, a good defense in Washington, the total is 45. If I were to make a play on the game, I would probably go over 45 in this one, but I wouldn't play a side. Yeah, I I would I would be right there with you with taking the over under, but I'm not gonna I'm not going for the spread or the money line. It's this this game's just too too even. Too weird. Too weird. Yeah. Jets and the Panthers. Money line is uh negative two oh five for the Panthers. Uh which is weird. <laughs> I, I well, I, I don't know how weird uh, Carolina's not that good. Well, no, you know, but the Jets suck. So yeah, but I mean the Panthers, I mean you gotta you gotta risk double what you want to win. And right. I just, I mean, you should be a playoff team in order to say that. So I, I don't think the Panthers are a playoff team. So I mean, this is just one of it's, those games that well, you toss and, up. And the spread's only only four points. So it, it's like uh, I'm not even gonna jump in on this. Yeah. Um, the, They're telling you it's gonna be a close game. The the over under is forty four, but you've got one team that you just, you just don't know what you're going to get with the jets. Yeah, no, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even smell this one. This is my, the, the least attractive game on Sunday. Cleveland versus Kansas city money line negative two forty five for Kansas city. Wouldn't be plus. I mean, plus two Oh five. For Cleveland. Plus I mean, you already know. I mean, come on. You already know. Uh, the, even though I think that the Browns are going to lose Sunday, you already know that I'm going to have something placed on the Browns at plus. I'm getting plus 220. At plus 220 odds, I'm, I'm forced, mentally forced, to put something on the Browns. But, I mean... T tail that with caution, please, because that is just a, a homer pick. I got to ride with my Browns. I do like the points at five and a half. I do think that they will cover that spread. I'm not going to bet it. Don't don't <sighs> take the Chiefs. You can't pay that juice on the Chiefs. But no, I think the best I, bet. I, I think the best bet here would be the under. Uh, it's uh, well, the over under was 
was tall. I mean, it was like 54, 54.5. I, I would try. I would lean the under. I, I like would, the under more than I like the Browns to win the game. I would totally go under. I, I think the Browns defense is a lot better this year than it was last year. I don't see Kansas City running through Cleveland making 45 points this year. I, no, and it, it's not even that. I mean, you got to think the Browns, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the football all year long. That's, all, that's what the, it's what they're going to do. They're going to use the clock. Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. If you think the coach of the year is going to turn around in week one and get blown out by any team, you're wrong. I don't see the Chiefs putting up a ton of points in this game because, quite frankly, I don't think they're going to have the opportunity to be on the field long enough to put up a, that many points. I think the Browns are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and I hope they start with it because if they start with it, Kansas City might not see the ball until there's six minutes to go in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh, I would be with you on the over-under, and, and honestly, I would put my money on the money line. And – even though I said Kansas City's going to beat them, I, I just—I mean, it, at plus two twenty, you have to. You put twenty bucks on it, you're going to make some cash if yeah. they win. So you would turn twenty into close to fifty bucks. Yeah. So, anyways, it's not fifty. Actually, yeah, fifty bucks. It'd be right at fifty bucks. Yeah. What about Green Bay versus New Orleans? They are. Uh, they are pretty much calling this game dead even as well. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, no, no. no I had the wrong page no. up. They have Green Bay at negative 175 on the money line. And points wise, they on the spread, they have it at 3.5. Now that's bet online. I don't know what you're using or what your spread says. I have uh, minus three and a half for the Packers and minus one eighty on the money line. Yeah, that that's pretty much dead on, and an over under of forty nine point five, which kind of excites me to go under on that. Um, yeah, I could see under but, there, uh, but I would, I would go with Packers. I don't see how the Packers lose this game. Um, Packers actually is a four Chubs play, uh, first ever four Chubs play that was released here on the Cleveland sports stand. Um, it was Bucks money line, which, which hit tonight. And then it was parlayed with the Packers money line. Kind of another thing, trying to sway that juice from the Bucks at minus 400 to try to get the odds close to even. We got it at like minus 110, uh, minus 120 maybe. Um, but Packers money line and Bucks money line, that's what it is. I don't see how the Packers lose this game against a, a Drew Brees-less Saints. Uh, who, they're not at home. It's technically a home game, but they're not playing at Mercedes. They're playing at TIAA Bank Field, I believe, or in right. Jacksonville. Like, this is just – nobody's going to travel, make an appearance for this game. Prop. I don't see how – I don't even see how the stadium sells out. I mean, it's Jacksonville. Even the player – even the fans – that live in Jacksonville who are football fans, I don't see them buying a ticket to, the, to this game to go see the Saints versus the Packers. Not to mention, Aaron Rodgers did not come back this season to the Green Bay Packers to, to whiff, to have a bad season. He will carry the Packers into the playoffs at a two or three seed, and that doesn't start 
by losing to the Saints, who won't make the playoffs in week one. The uh, I I think that this is Green Bay Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of swan song there. This is his last year there. He's going to bust his butt to win uh, uh, a Super Bowl this year. Now, he's not going to win, but that's okay. We'll deal with that later. Miami versus New England. New England is actually favored negative 175. Um, I, I would actually take Miami in this. I, so when it first came out, I asked myself, I said, okay, well, how in the hell could a Dolphins team with a quarterback that played a full season last year, well, bits and pieces, most of the season, he, he shared time with, with Fitzy, but um, I mean, how could a guy in his second year be an underdog to a guy in Mac Jones who played less time than he did at college, who who has never stepped on the field in the regular season of the NFL. So at first I was like, well, that's kind of fishy that he'd be an underdog, but I mean, I can't go against the greatest coach of all time. I, I just can't do it. It's also the Miami dolphins. So I think Miami could be a little better this year. I thought Miami would be really good last year and they really weren't. Um, I mean, new England seems like the pick here. Minus 170, I wouldn't go that high. So for them to be winning by four points is a little I, – I, I think that's Vegas kind of taunting you in the face a little bit. Uh, I'd be a sucker to, to place a bet on that and then the win by a field goal, that would be unfortunate. So I'm going to lay off this game, but definitely has my interest. I'm definitely going to tune into it. I'm uh, – like I said, I, I would definitely jump on this. I would jump on Miami. Uh, the over under is a 43. Weird. I see 43 and 43.5. So yeah, that's what I see. What do you, I, I probably would leave this alone. Cause it's, yeah, gonna... I mean, it's one of the, it's we, it's just weird, man. It's just a weird game. It's a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick, you kind of want to take the Patriots, but then you're kind of saying not to it. I don't know. Next. Uh, all right. Next up, Denver versus New York Giants. Denver is favored negative 158, negative 160 over at Bet Now, uh, all the way down to negative 120. Uh, but they are favored. Uh, spread, is, they're giving them three. Yeah, again, another game that I just – I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of this. Teddy Bridgewater versus Dan Danny Dines. Saquon Barkley is is supposed to not play a full game but supposed to suit up and play. We don't know how much. The O-line is horrible. and, and I, Denver's horrible. However, Denver's defense, I mean, mm. should be pretty good. Denver should win this game, but – being in MetLife, the Giants, I, I'd probably lay off. Chicago and the Rams. Negative 350 for the Rams. Man. 
Sunday night football game. I mean, what's what's the spread on this? I'm getting seven and a half. There's no way in hell I would touch that. Not either way. Not either way. Um, yeah. Um, there's the the total is interesting. Kind of want to lean on that under uh, forty six and a half. Kind of want to lean towards the under. Um, but I'm not sure. I haven't looked too much into that game specifically. I'm uh, I'm always leery when it comes to Chicago. Uh, and, and we really haven't seen what Chicago's got this year yet. So I'm, I'm in the first week going to lay off on this. Wouldn't even touch it. Uh, next up, I wouldn't even touch the over under, uh, next up Baltimore versus Las Vegas. Last game of the first week of football, Baltimore is favored uh negative 205 all the way up to negative 310 with a spread of four points which they will cover mm-hmm. yeah i think I, they're gonna cover i think i think we have three we're gonna get three primetime games we're gonna get the one we just saw tonight we're gonna get the browns chiefs primetime that's gonna be a good one then we're gonna get sunday night primetime game packers or rams bears that should be a close game and then Monday night, they're going to leave us with the Ravens and the Raiders, and the Ravens are going to go into Las Vegas, and they're going to steamroll the Raiders. Well, you, you see, you say that, but they just lost their running back. They have no running game again. Mm, I think they this, lost Marcus Peters. I think this game's going to be closer than you think. That over-under is 50.5. 50.5. Yeah, Baltimore might get that themselves. I I would take the under. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think Baltimore is going to be. I don't think Lamar Jackson has it anymore. No, I mean I'm not definitely I'm not arguing that the, the Ravens are going to be great. I think that the Raiders are going to stink. And uh, I mean Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson shines in Monday Night Football. He loves him some Monday Night Football. He he does love him some Monday Night Football. <laughs> so our beloved Indians actually won a game today. Uh, second win this week. They actually won a game against Boston this week. Uh, we have three losses to the twins. This, this should have been a makeup week. This, this should have been, we were 8.5 games back uh out of the the um the wild card wild card yep after the boston game we lost three we won one today we're 8.5 games out of the wild card again we should have had four wins we should have been like five games out of out of the wild card i mean uh, i look at i you look at the wild card i look at the division I mean, dating back to Friday, the White Sox dropped two of three to the Royals. The White mm-hmm. Sox didn't play Monday. We played the Twins. And then the White Sox dropped two of three on the road to Oakland. So they, they've won. They won two of six games. They, didn't, they had an off day on Monday. And in, in, in the meantime, we're 
playing the Twins in a four-game series, and we almost got swept. Almost I mean, got swept. The, the, White, the White Sox literally said in the last six days, seven days, last week, they said, okay, if you want to play us at the end of the season at your home place for any sort of anything, you it's your time. We're giving you that opportunity. And the Indians just said, eh, no, thanks. We're going to drop three in a row to the Twins. Sounds great. I mean, come on. They, they play the White Sox in, in the end of the last week of September, I do believe, at, at home. And that, that you, you get a couple games back. I mean, the seed, it's not over. They were down nine games if they win. I mean, just pretend they sweep. Just pretend they sweep the Twins, which they probably should have, honestly. The bats weren't there. But if they sweep the Twins, now we're talking about being down five, six games to the White Sox. With still a month to play, with, with with still a month to play, where we've we've got teams like the Brewers, where we've got teams like we we've got a doubleheader with the Twins coming up next week. We got three games against the Twins next week. If we would have won all four of these games plus the three games next week, we'd be in. I mean, yeah, there's. There's you know, the wild card to look at, but I mean, just simply speaking, looking at that at that AL Central spot. Now, do I think the White Sox would have eventually coughed that up? No, I don't think that. But, but when you but, put yourself but, in a situation, if you could, if you could, if you could wake up tomorrow down six games with a still a month to play and still games left with the White Sox, you're clearly not out of it. There's a here. Let's see here. I'll do that. All right, so here's this beautiful schedule that we have here. Here's here's why it was so important to win the Twins this this week, which would be here, 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 here. Okay, so we have the Twins all right here. We got the Twins three times here. If we would have won all these games, we would have been in position when we hit this stretch of five games with the White Sox to literally take the division. Yeah, I mean, you're asking for a lot. You're asking for the White Sox to lose a couple games, and then you're asking for the Indians to, you know, put put something together against the White Sox. They play them five times from the in four days from the 23rd to the 26th. They're, you're asking a lot. They, they realistically should win four out of those five games if you want to make a push, but – I mean, you just lost three to the twins. How can we, how can we expect anything? I mean, you, you got five games coming up or you got five, six, seven, eight. You got seven games coming up with the Kansas city Royals that should all be wins. There is no reason why this team even depleted as it is should not pull off a win against the Kansas city Royals. They, they have not been good this year. Uh, uh, and uh, you, you almost get that feeling that uh, I talk about this all the time. Cleveland this year did not spend a lot of money. And I understand it. We were in a pandemic last year, uh, you know, all that. The fact is, is that they did not back up their team. We lost Bieber, Plesak, and... Savalier, all at the same time. 
they never did anything to fix the situation. And there was nobody in our bullpen or in any of our double A AA or triple A teams that could come up and replace those people. We tried them. We tried the people we have. They just, there was nothing. This is the problem with spending freaking $50 million less than every other team. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some holes. I mean, the, the lineup could use, I think another right-handed power hitter, uh, maybe to throw behind Fran Mill, the, the pitching, the bullpen could use some help. The starting pitching could use some help. I was just asking for a lot. Um, but yeah, you beat the twins even three out of four times this week. You're, you're putting yourself in position to, to possibly make a comeback. You're still an underdog, but, I mean, now you're you're looking at it at eight and a half games back. You're about to play the Brewers. Then you got to play the Yankees. And then, again, you're asking to beat the White Sox probably four out of five times in order to, to, to smell any sort of playoff anything at the end of the season. I believe we finished with the Rangers in October. So, uh, ah. Do we actually go into October? Yeah. yeah. First week of October. Yeah, we finished with the Rangers. Um Oh, you'll, they'll be here. I may go see that yeah. game. Uh, you know, I, I understand the injury thing. We, we, we lost probably the best outfielder we have in Josh Naylor this year, uh, to injury. And, and I already named off the, the three pitchers, but losing four players in a 162 game season. Uh, you would think that an organization would figure out a way to kind of be able to work through that. It's only four players. And that's, you know, Tristan McKenzie came back. He looked good the other day. But you have to remember that kid's, what, 23 years old? I mean, yeah, all of our young kids, all of all of the uh, Quantrill you know, Savali, McKenzie, they, these guys are, they're very young. They're very talented. Uh, Eli Morgan, very talented, but they have been very inconsistent this year. I mean, I think the starting pitching, ironically, is the reason that we're in the situation that we're in. I would agree. It's, uh, but the starting pitching was, was, going to be lean anyways though we had Tristan McKenzie slated for the starter position in the beginning of the season so we can't really say that he's come in to fill holes we we just we didn't have enough to fill the holes there was no depth in this team and honestly it showed the minute that Naylor got hurt I mean we put some people out in the outfield and they can catch balls and stuff like they don't hit like Naylor. They, they definitely don't have the, the speed that Naylor had. Uh, I'm, I don't know how to say it. I'm disappointed in the Indians this year. They're fucked. They're, they're, I mean, the, the Indians are, they're screwed. They are. There's 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 nothing else to do. We're 
We're, we're trying to come on here right now and, and find a path to the playoffs. The truth of the matter is it's behind us. It was Monday against the Twins at home, a four-game set. Imagine winning those games. They'd be on a five-game winning streak going against the Brewers at home, possibly catch fire and win that series. Now you've got the Twins for three more. You go to the Bronx. Then you have the Royals. It's not – I mean, the, the, the map, the blueprint was there. I mean, they just didn't execute. So uh, are we in agreement that this season's over? I would, yeah. I mean, Monday I looked at it and I said, eh, if you sweep the Twins, yeah. Eh, Chicago's playing Oakland right now. They're, they're not throwing out any of their aces. They had a couple weak lineups. You never know. But now, but now I'm just like, man, it's over. Well, that's it's over. That's that's awfully disappointing. Uh, who do you think is going to end up taking the American League? Oh, the White Sox. It's got to be the White Sox. Has to be the White Sox. I want to see any team that competes with them. They have the best lineup in the American League. I think they have the best starting rotation in the American League. And I think that they have the best bullpen in the league. American League. Mm. Overall, I mean, I think the White Sox could possibly be the, uh, the World Series winner. To be honest. Okay. I am going to disagree with you. And and I have very specific reasons why. I think Boston. Don't, oh my lord, man. Huh. I'll listen to you. Uh, hey, their 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 record is tied with the White Sox right now. So you you can't say that that's a bad team. This is a team that has come back from being the worst team in baseball the year before to being on top of it. Their pitching is incredible. Their bullpen is not having to come out until the seventh or eighth inning which means that they're very well rested. You only see two bullpen players in a game. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about, about Boston. I think Boston is going to take the American league. I don't know that they even make the playoffs, to be honest with you. I don't, I, I think that, I think that the blue Jays and the Yankees are the two teams that, that sneak into the wild card and play each other. Um, not Boston. I don't, I don't think Boston even makes it to the playoffs, to be honest with you. I didn't have them on my playoff list at the beginning of the season. They shocked me going into the all-star break. And I said, I don't think they have the starting pitching. I don't think they have the bullpen to keep up. And I mean, they, they've, they've trended downwards since the all-star break. So they're tied with Chicago. Because they had they, they got off to such a hot start. They had a very, 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 very good uh, first half of the season. But ever since the All-Star break, I mean, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. They're, I don't know what their record is since the All-Star break, but, I mean, they, they've been losing a lot of games. They're 5-5 they're five and five with their last 10 games right now. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're a half a game ahead in the wild card race right now. Yes, but when, the, when, when we – from the all-star break, the Yankees have dug themselves out of a huge hole. The Blue Jays yes. have dug themselves out of a huge hole. 
And the Red Sox, all they did was, I mean, they were up a bunch of games, a boatload of games. They, they At one time, they were flirting with the best record of baseball. And now, like I said, I mean, they're just, they're just dropping games like flies, man. Dropping series to the Tigers. You know, they're losing, I mean, losing to the Yankees, which that's a, that, those are big series. Losing games to the Twins. Shout out Indians. That's so, a, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think that I don't think they make it in. All right. What about the National League? I mean, it's inevitable. It's the Dodgers. It's I tried for I, I tried to pretend that it wasn't the Dodgers the entire season, and I, it's September, and I'm starting to realize that that I was wrong, and it's in fact the Dodgers. Don't give me the Giants. Please don't give me the Giants. The Giants are good pitching, uh, good bullpen, overall good team. They put the bat on the ball. They produce runs. I get it. Uh, there's no ego there. I understand. But, I mean, you just cannot go against the Dodgers, especially adding Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Once they get to the postseason, I think they'll be just fine. I I really want to say San Francisco. I do. I want to say it. But, I but can't. you can't. You can't. You they, can't. They don't have the depth in in their pitching like the Dodgers do. And I, I just I I want to say San Francisco. Shoot, I want to say San Diego. I want to say the Padres are going to do it. Can't. We Tatis can't. The deserves this. The, the 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 Padres. The Padres starting pitching. Um, it got hurt. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries and it's, it's taking a toll on the bullpen, but they can't pitch. They cannot pitch consecutive games. Um, and then when they do pitch lights out, Blake Snell goes out there and throws a perfect game through seven innings and they can't get a hit. So, I mean, it's I, a, I, the Padres are, are next year. I think, I, I think the Padres are going to be next year. Uh, my thing about, uh, about San Francisco. God, I don't even know. I don't know what I want to say about San Francisco. There's, there's just uh, San Francisco's not a team that's going to be able to sustain against LA. Um, uh, yeah, seven game series. I'm, I'm, I am going to go with the Dodgers. I'm going to say that it's going to be the Dodgers versus the Red Sox. I know that you're Dodgers, White Sox. That's how, the way I have it. How could you not be picking Tampa Bay? See, my thing with Tampa Bay is the World Series ended a month ago if the season was last year. So okay. to say that so to say that Tampa Bay is gonna go on again and make it back to the World Series, not saying that they can't. They definitely can't. Uh, but the best young team in the league. But at the same time, the experience of last year's World Series was a 60-game regular season. We don't even know if they would have been in the playoffs had they had played a full 162. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. What about you? No, obviously hey. they're better this year. Obviously better this year. Obviously they'll be in the playoffs. But just speaking, you I mean, don't give me the experience stuff. So 
so this kind of brings up the elephant in the room, which would be the AL West. <laughs> uh which which would no, be No, no, and no. What but but they haven't no. but they haven't bolted all the trash cans down yet. No, no, don't no, no. The Astros are getting worse. Since they won a World Series, they're getting worse. Every year, I, the, the pitching is not good. Um, the bullpen is not good. The lineup is not as deep as it's used to been. They've really missed George Springer, I think, at the top of that lineup. The Astros, they're going to make it into the playoffs, but that's about it. I don't see them doing anything after that. All right. Unless it's some sick redemption tour for the freaking Astros that they just feel the need to just go ruin everybody's year. Cause that would put a damper on the entire major league baseball. Well, it's, it's, it's the trash throws. Come on. The trash throws. They, they're going to make, they're going to make some noise in the postseason, but, uh, I, I think they end up getting knocked out by Boston. So, We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. What do you have planned for this weekend? Tomorrow night. Well, actually, tonight. We're listening now, actually. I would be tonight on Q92RadioSports.com. You can catch me and my broadcast partner um, from ESPN Cleveland, Mitch Bala. We will be broadcasting play-by-play at Perry uh, between the McKinley Bulldogs and the Perry Panthers. That's going to be at Perry Football Stadium. Again, 7 p.m. kickoff. That's on Q92RadioSports.com. You can pull it up on your phone, stream it on your mobile device at Q92RadioSports.com. Saturday, my ass is going to be sitting here um, resting my voice from Friday night. Going to have some hot coffee. Going to have some honey. Going to be watching college football, watching some Major League Baseball. And then, bang, on Sunday, we are back. The NFL Sunday. I mean, yeah, I understand we got NFL tonight, and that was great. We got a great game. But there's nothing better than the first Sunday of NFL football. It is insane, especially the week that we have Browns Chiefs. Oh, you got to love that. Got to love that. Well, I tomorrow will – probably be listening to your game online uh mainly because a great one uh perry and mckinley that's that's two powerhouse teams it's Mm -hmm. it'll be a fun game to watch or listen to uh on saturday saturday i have a round of 18 coming to me i been a while since i did a round 18 I have to take a day off. I have edited way too many shows this week. Uh, And then Sunday, God love it. I am actually getting up early to watch every football game there is. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have NFL back. Yeah. there's just something about the NFL season. This is the best time in sports. The fall is the best time. You've got the end of the baseball season. You've got football starting up. We're looking forward to hockey. We're well, some of us are looking forward to the NBA. Uh, 
which college is, basketball coming right around the corner. College basketball. There's college football oh, right now. On. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great fall. I love fall. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but the fall is probably my favorite season. Well, it's, it's, it's also, I'm a soccer fan. I know your dad hates it. Uh, says that it's not a real sport, but the start of the English pr- Premier League has has begun. R- Ronaldo is going to be Manchester United again. Yeah, is that not freaking? This is going to be the first year that my favorite soccer player in the world is not playing for Manchester City, and that's Sergio Aguero. Um, I'm. I'm looking for, I, I think the fall is the best sports and to top it all off. Christmas is at the end. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than sitting out on the patio on, on a, on a fall Sunday morning, 9am. You're looking at your fantasy roster. You're looking at the games that you're about to watch. You're sipping on your coffee you know, you're doing doing whatever it is that you do, and you're just enjoying life. And it's Sunday, the leaves are falling, the crisp wind. You want to put a hoodie on. It's just a beautiful, beautiful atmosphere. Well, we don't have much of a crisp wind here in Texas. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I will say this: there is there are three months of the year in Texas where people don't actually leave their house and that's july august and september middle of september when it starts getting down into the 80s and you're out golfing you know it's 65 in the morning where you're oh you're just you're out in that morning dew and it's great that's the time in texas that you love do the most golfing from september to probably january it gets wow cold. gets cold in january and then after that uh you're back golfing again until june yeah see our golf season's about to be over yeah that's well we we get two golf seasons a year and it's totally worth it um on that note i look forward to the football season remember we've got our main cleveland sports fan show on mondays and uh uh we've got burley's burley what day do we have your uh oh it was today wasn't it yeah the round table it's out right now the ford shoves nfl round table is out right now on apple Podcasts. uh search cleveland sports fan you'll find it there uh also go to clevelandsportsfan.com and you can give it a listen there uh ford shoves we come together, and I guarantee you this is the most electrifying and entertaining um, NFL roundtable that you will find on any platform. It's absolutely crazy. All right, uh, so everyone knows next week on Wednesday, my roundtable uh, is happening, and we are going to actually kind of divert a little bit away from sports uh, and go into motorsports a little bit more. I got my best friend, Burke. He's going to sit down with us and have a talk about English sports cars. Uh, the week after that, 
Mr. Grover Washington Jr. will be on the show uh, talking about Philadelphia sports and how Philadelphia sports and Cleveland are going to clash at some point in time. Philadelphia, bunch of scumbags. (laughs) All right, with that, everyone, please take it easy. Have a good time. Remember your firefighters and police officers and have a great weekend. Good night. Good night.